speak hello to our listeners and welcome to AMP's Simplifying Super Podcast, the podcast where we call on the knowledge of AMP's experts to help demystify the often complex world of superannuation and retirement. For our new listeners, please pull up a chair, get comfy, and allow me to introduce myself. I'm Adam Masters, and I'm a content manager here at AMP, and I'm also your host for Simplifying Super. Thank you for joining us, and also a big thank you to our returning listeners. Previously, we've discussed the concept of superannuation and some of the big issues facing Australians and their retirement. Today, we turn our attention to yet another important topic, how to maximise your super balance and save on tax as we approach the end of the 2020-21 financial year. Making his return to the hot seat is one of AMP's resident experts, John Perry, so we're in good company. You know, the lead up to 30th of June could be a good time to take advantage of the potential tax benefits available inside super, or if you are looking to rebuild your retirement savings, for example, after you made a withdrawal as part of the early release of super scheme back in 2020. In this episode, John and I will discuss which super contribution types can reduce your taxable income and or provide other tax concessions. But as always, there's a number of considerations to weigh up, and that's where I turn to you, John. Welcome. Great to be here, Adam. First up, it's a really simple question, but one I guess I'd love you to explain to me. As we approach the end of the financial year, why is it a good time for people to consider making extra contributions to their super fund? Well, there are several reasons why it makes sense for individuals who have some financial capacity to consider making super contributions before the end of the financial year. Now, not only will it help them build their super balances, but it may also provide tax concessions, which may help in lowering their tax liability for that financial year. And we generally have a better idea of how we're tracking with our taxable income as we get closer to the end of the financial year. So looking at tax concessions available from super makes sense. And what type of tax concessions are available from making super contributions? Well, at this time of year, there are typically three types of concessions related to super that sort of come into focus. And the first concessions relates to getting a tax deduction and reducing your taxable income by making what's known as personal deductible super contributions into super. The second one relates to eligible individuals on lower incomes receiving a 50% bonus into their super from the government for making a personal super contribution up to $1,000. And the third one, which is available to couples, is the ability to receive up to $540 as a tax offset from the government where one member of the couple contributes for the other member. Let's briefly look at these concessions and contribution types separately. Um, Let's start with personal super contributions. Can you explain to us who can actually make these contributions? Well, Adam, almost anybody can make a voluntary personal super contribution and claim it as a tax deduction in their tax return. And this is now something that is available to both employees and self-employed people, as well as retirees, as long as they're still eligible to contribute. You said almost anybody there. Does that mean that some people aren't allowed to voluntarily contribute to super? Um, Yeah. So anyone who's under 67 years of age can make a voluntary contribution to super if they want to. Um, In fact, until recently, this age limit was set at 65. So we've now got more flexibility available for older Australians who are looking to um, make super contributions. Does that mean that someone age 67 or over, for example, can't contribute to super then? Um, No, um, but once someone reaches age 67, that doesn't mean they can't contribute to super anymore, but they'll need to meet either a work test or be eligible for the recent retiree work test exemption before they're allowed to make that contribution. 
Now, the work test essentially requires that someone who's aged between 67 and 75 has completed 40 hours of work over a consecutive 30-day period during the financial year before they can make their contribution. Um, and once they've met the test, they can then make the contribution. Now, once someone reaches age 75, they can no longer make any additional voluntary contributions. But of course, if they're an employee and they're still working, um, their employer will, will need to continue to make compulsory contributions on their behalf. So what's actually involved in claiming a tax deduction for personal super contributions? Okay, to claim a, a tax deduction for personal contributions, you need to tell your super fund of your intent to claim this deduction by filling out a document, funnily enough, called a notice of intent. <laughs> uh, you'll generally need to lodge this notice and have the lodgement acknowledged by your fund before you file your tax return for the year that you've made the contributions. Now, the amount that is being claimed uh, in the notice of intent is then included in your tax return as a tax deduction. So your tax advisor will assist you with claiming this amount. Now, why would an individual consider making a personal deductible super contribution? Well, contributing to super and claiming it as a tax deduction may be of particular benefit if you've earned income that you'd otherwise pay tax at your personal income tax rate, as this tax rate is generally higher than um, if you don't make a, a deductible contribution. So let's say you've sold an asset and you've got to pay capital gains tax on it. Now, you may decide to contribute some or all of that money into super, um, and then you can work out how much of that you want to then contribute as a tax deduction. By doing this, you could reduce or even eliminate the capital gain that's owing altogether. And by making a super contribution, the money you've contributed is now invested in the more favourably taxed super structure, which has a maximum uh, rate on earn tax rate on earnings of 15%. Now, when you compare that rate to most personal income tax rates, that sounds like a good place to hold investments from a tax point of view. Is salary sacrificing into super like making a personal deductible super contribution? Yes, it is similar, but there are some subtle differences. Uh, now, firstly, salary sacrifice contributions are only available to employees. Uh, employees can ask their employer to deduct amounts from their before-tax salary to make these salary sacrifice contributions. Now, this can be quite tax-effective because the contributions are made using before tax income, and it may reduce the amount of personal tax payable on their salary. Now, personal super contributions, on the other hand, can only be made with after-tax money. The other difference is that under salary sacrifice, regular before-tax contributions can be made during the financial year, as opposed to making one or more after-tax personal contributions, which are generally made at any time of the year, but usually are made just before 30 June. Now, salary sacrifice contributions, like personal tax deductible contributions, are usually taxed at 15% or 30% if your income exceeds over $250,000 a year on entry into the fund, which for most means you'll generally pay less tax on your super contributions than you do on your income. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but I, I do have still a bit of a silly question, or not, I suppose. I don't know if there are really any silly questions, but... Is there a process for making salary sacrifice contributions into super? Uh, yes, there, there is a process. There always is, mate. This is superannuation we're talking about. <laughs> um, if you're in a financial position to pursue a salary sacrifice arrangement, then you'll need to contact the HR or payroll area of your employer to have that salary sacrifice arrangement documented 
uh, preferably before the start of a new financial year. With both personal deductible super contributions and salary sacrifice contributions, is there a limit on how much can actually be contributed? Uh, yes, there are, Adam. And, and these caps are, uh, need to be considered when a, a salary sacrifice arrangement is being considered or if a personal deductible super contribution is to be made. Now, the standard concessional cap, which is essentially the limit on tax deductible contributions, is currently $25,000 per annum. Though I should note that it is rising for the first time in five years to $27,500 per annum from 1 July 2021. Now, for employees, your employer is already contributing compulsory super guarantee contributions, which are already counted in the $25,000 per annum cap So any amount which is salary sacrificed or is going to then be made as a personal deductible contribution will need to fall within this cap. Uh, With the cap rising to $27,500, it's a particularly good time to revisit salary sacrifice arrangements before the start of the new financial year. Okay, John, some really important points there, but just looking at my clock, it does appear that we're out of time for this episode, unfortunately. We've still got plenty more to discuss though, so John and I will be back for part two of our discussion around end of financial year planning. Listeners out there, we hope you can join us for that episode as well. Once again, uh, just a reminder that if you'd like further information, please visit amp.com.au forward slash super. And always remember, it's important to consider getting expert advice before making any financial decisions.